0: Hey, welcome back to BIV Today, the daily business news podcast from Business in Vancouver newspaper and BIV.com. I'm Tyler Orton, a reporter here at Business in Vancouver, and I think we all know that pro sports, they are finally making a long-awaited comeback in North America after that COVID-induced hiatus. But with fans not being permitted in stadiums, it brings into question the future of fandom and maybe the role that social media can play. Our guest today is Connor Clarence. He's the head of sports at Twitter Canada. And Connor, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. It's,
1: uh, it's, I'm excited to
0: talk today. you. Well, my first question, though, is just your observations over at Twitter, uh, head of sports there. Are, are sports fans a, a bit of a different breed when they're interacting on Twitter? What, what's your observation?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think uh, we've always looked at sports uh, or sports on Twitter as an opportunity for sports fans to engage as if it were a virtual sports bar. Um, It's where you can go to have that niche conversation. You can find your Canucks fans, you can find your BC Lions or your Whitecaps fans um, outside of the stadium. And what we've seen now is that conversation has only grown as – as there's this potential for no fans in, in stadiums, and how long is that going to last, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a ton of uh, excitement around being a sports fan and having that ability to have that conversation and share on your team on Twitter. Uh, and that seems to be only growing um, as sports sort of come back now in, in their new forms.
0: Yeah, do you get the sense just from what you're observing that there's just this pent-up demand for the return of sports at this point after we had, what, like a four- or five-month break from it all?
1: Yeah, there was a there was like a point midway through where it was like I think the longest we had gone without the NBA before another NBA season starting or whatnot. So there's a ton of pent up excitement, and we've seen it all around the world. We saw it when the Bundesliga in Germany came back. We saw these massive conversation spikes. Korean baseball, NASCAR. Just this weekend, we had the MLB come back and the opening weekend for this year versus the previous year, we were up 36% in conversation and we only had three Blue Jays oh. games. Which when you think about like a Canadian audience that is pretty predominantly fans of the one the lone Canadian uh, baseball team, that's that's a pretty sizable jump year over year.
0: You brought up uh, the MLB and made its return over the weekend. I couldn't help but notice, you know, those virtual fans that they had placed in the stadiums. Um, it was a little disconcerting in, in some points. Like they had like, it looked like a Sims game or something to some degree. Um, I, I wonder, do you think that's even if they're trying to input crowd noises, it's just not gonna be the same, you know, that, that audiences that are watching it, it's gonna be a little weird for them to see all this go down?
1: It's a great, uh, great concept. I, one of the things I think we're really excited about is all these broadcasters, all the teams and leads, et cetera, kind of have a license to try new things. And we know that some of them are going to really work well, and maybe they'll get carried on to sort of that next normal. And we know a lot of them maybe won't work, and there may be short-term fixes for just where we are right now. I can tell you for sure I'd love to watch baseball with fans in stadium. Um, it's a much nicer viewing experience because you're not seeing fly balls fly out of the stadium and there's empty seats. But I think when given the option of stadium, uh, an empty stadium and watching baseball or no, no baseball at all, I'll take the empty stadium any day of the week. But we're going to, I think the, the lasting impact of this is we'll have a couple things that we take into that next normal that could potentially be really, really, really interesting, impactful opportunities.
0: So then how do you anticipate, you know, maybe fans changing their behaviors, changing their habits and, and taking to Twitter if they can't go into the stadiums? Do you think that there's just going to be kind of this level of engagement that you just haven't seen before because we're in brand new territory with regards to the pandemic?
1: Definitely. I think uh, you hit it on the nail on the head right there. Like we are going to see likely the largest month of sports conversation in Canada ever this September. When you look at this sort of perfect storm we have of six major or six major leagues of NFL, NBA, MLS, NHL, um, PGA tour all happening at the same time within the month of September. Our expectation is that that actually will probably drive us to have the most conversation around sports ever. And so we're going to hopefully see that. And then we'll also see that conversation of the fans that maybe typically would have watched a sports bar. Maybe they would have watched in venue. And when it, they want to be a part of that conversation and the other side of it, cheer on their team and become that roar of the crowd that Twitter can create, it, we'll see that on the platform. And we're really looking forward to see how that sort of eventually uh, shows up.
0: So I, I got to ask this, because I'm curious, like head of sports at Twitter Canada, what does that mean for your job, though? If there's going to be all this boost in activity, how is your job going to change? What, what are you doing to navigate these, uh, these differences now?
1: Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's trying to find, um, well, I'll backtrack a bit. So what we do in a sports partnerships perspective is we work with brands to try to help them connect with fans in the moments that matter the most. So my specific purview, obviously, being sports is is loosely related, obviously, with the leagues, the broadcasters, the teams, the publishers, and working with them to find ways so that advertisers can actually reach their fans in in those moments where they are ready to be engaged, are ready to to sort of receive advertising. And when we have so much, such a peak of interest and such a peak of this fandom in the market and people with all that pent-up sort of expectations and excitement, that just creates more and more opportunities. So we're seeing a ton of brands that are excited to engage and they're looking forward to in the same way that as sort of a larger community and of sports fans and sort of general fandom, they're looking at it as, Hey, we're kind of like getting back to normal here. We can, we can move into something and we can really talk about it in a meaningful way. And it's, it's, it's a, it's something that we're used to and it's exciting and all that good stuff. So we're seeing that. And I think it'll just create more opportunity for those types of Um, organizations, like I mentioned, the publishers, the broadcasters, et cetera, to find new and exciting opportunities
0: because there's going to be more demand from the advertiser side. Well, especially I I think about, okay, you you go to October, then there's usually some crossover going on with MLB, NHL, Action, as well as the NBA. But like you said just a few moments ago, we've never had it where there's going to be a confluence of all of these sports uh, leagues all playing at once here in North America. We're in kind of unprecedented times. Just for that amplification, uh, is there going to be maybe uh, an oversaturation point? Could, could that come uh, into play? Or do you think it's just everybody is so, so, you know, anticipating the return of sports, it doesn't even really matter at this point?
1: Uh, it, you know, it's a great question. And we are so in an uncharted territories that I think any statement I can make is probably my best guess. But what I can say in my mind is, one of the conversations we've had today is the blue Jays are playing today. The Leafs are playing today and the Raptors are playing today. And there's a lot of conversation about fans who are just like, okay, cool. So my whole afternoon slash night is set. I know what I'm doing. I'm watching going to try to like picture and picture some of these games. I think we're going to see viewing habits change for sure. We're going to have NBA and NHL feel a lot more like March madness or an NFL Sunday where you're sort of just watching game after game, after game, after game. And to the, to the earlier point with all this crossover, you're familiar with the term the sports equinox which is sort of when all four major north american leagues play on the same day so the nfl nba nhl and mlb it's only happened 21 times since 1946 when the nba was founded so roughly once every two and a bit years there's a chance it could happen five times this year just on based on how the schedule is coming across so you look at these potential thursdays which is sort of the likely day that it happens in september and you're just like you could be watching sports the entire day and that includes, you know, MLS starting at 9.30 in the morning in some cases. So there, there's a ton of opportunity for, uh, for fans to, to, to sort of watch and engage. And it's, it's an exciting
0: time. Well, I can't help but notice you, you just gave a shout out to all those Toronto teams. But as, uh, you know, head of sports for Twitter Canada, I don't know, what, what can you tell us and our, our listeners and our viewers what's going on here in Vancouver or British Columbia? What, what's trending right now locally uh, with regards to Twitter and sports? Yeah, I think one of the
1: great things we saw, especially during the lockdown from a from a Twitter perspective actually is with uh, the local Whitecaps. Um, and I'm actually from the West Coast, so I've got a lot of fa- uh, fandom for a lot of the, the BC teams. Um, but the white, what the Whitecaps did leading into the pandemic and they were sort of the, one of the pioneers in terms of selling those reusable face masks. And they actually combined in a campaign with the Vancouver Aquarium to try to, help, in a way, help save the Vancouver Aquarium because obviously they're incurring a ton of fees, et cetera, to, to, to keep a lot of those animals alive, whereas there's not an ability for them to actually bring in a ton of revenue from admission. So they ran this really impactful campaign to have their fan base that inherently is plugged in and engaged, and they rallied around this entire uh, campaign to sell these masks to help fund not only the Whitecaps, um, sort of the merchandise side of it, but mostly to fund the actual, uh, operating costs of of the aquarium. So it was a really, really well done campaign and obviously had a component of living on Twitter. So it was something that we really really took notice of and really enjoyed.
0: Well, think about it. If this was 20 years ago, uh, such a fan campaign, just logistically making it happen without social media, without Twitter, It would have been like a much more arduous task. Do you anticipate that, you know, just Twitter can give way to even more campaigns like this as people as fandom, I guess, has to evolve amidst this pandemic?
1: Yeah, I mean, for us, we've had a couple of really cool things that we're working on right now. We actually just announced um, a partnership with the NBA down in Florida. So fans will actually be able to tweet using the hashtag NBA Twitter. And if their tweets are chosen, they'll show up on the courtside signage of the opening weekend. So when you think about players warming up, you might have a tweet that sort of pops up and says, you know, go Raptors or go OKC or something like that. And it actually shows up. Players are getting to see it. It shows up on the broadcast. It's really, really an exciting opportunity. So I think to your point, we're going to see that with the pandemic and with lockdown, we're gonna have these new and exciting opportunities and getting an opportunity to actually see them in action, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, and then pivoting for the future years, we're gonna create a couple, I think really cool activations that come out of it that stick around. And we might have a couple that may not work, but we've sort of got the license to fail in that regard as an industry, just because of everything that's going on. And to be perfectly honest, it's a really exciting time because of that.
0: Well, I got to ask you this, because this is the talk of the town right now, you know, just as we anticipate the return of, you know, uh, playoffs in the NHL. But here in Vancouver, I don't know tons of people were very interested in the, the Seattle team, the Seattle Kraken, when they were unveiling the name last week. Um, It's the first time Vancouver is going to have a natural geographic rival when it comes to NHL play. What do you think about kind of the opportunities that exist there for this kind of uh, cross-border rivalry and how fans will be engaging uh, both here in Vancouver as well as in Seattle and how there could be a lot more back and forth that we've just never seen before?
1: uh it's going to be exciting i mean we've we've had the battle of Alberta, we've had the battle of ontario and vancouver sort of had rivalries along the way obviously with boston and you've got the the rivalries they've had with the um the albertan teams but having this one that's geographically so close is, is a huge opportunity um the Seattle, uh, specifically on social, the team at Canucks Sports and Entertainment do a phenomenal job of engaging with their fans and they put out social content that is fun and exciting. And we've also seen that with the NHL or with the Kraken the out of Seattle. So I can only wait to see what that sort of that, that banter and that chirping that comes out of it um, and how fans sort of interact with it. We've already seen a bit of it with um, obviously the Sounders and the Whitecaps in terms of their Cascadia Cup and how they're bitter rivals on the field. So I really am excited to see how that develops and, and what those next sort of things are when uh when the crack can take the ice in 2021
0: well you know why don't we follow up in 2021 or maybe let's follow up before then because uh, I, sure. I i love just being able to pick your brain uh the last few moments here connor but um i want to thank you for joining us on the show today
1: yeah thank you so much for having me it was a absolute
0: blast That's Connor Clarence. He's head of sports for Twitter Canada. And that's it for the show today, but we will be back tomorrow. But for now, you go to BIV.com for more of our interviews and stories.